Yo, this is V. I'm not freestyling, but I like to rhyme on a Thursday. Obviously, Thursday is the day that I recorded this. Shouts out to anybody who loves Thursdays and whatever that day was named for. Ironically, from a mythological person or this, this, that, a per whatever. Hey, my name is V. Uh, thanks for listening to the Harry Colors to Kill Styles podcast. And uh, hit the subscribe button. Let somebody know about it. It's found on multiple platforms. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. You can find me on Amazon. You can find me on Instagram. I am on TikTok under Hip Hop Elitist. Like H I P H O P elitist, like elite. Cause only, I pretty much only listen to elite rap, like bars. And I love hip hop, like I love rap, but I skate around a lot of grittiness. <laughs> like if I heard a bar before, if I heard something, and I felt like it wasn't clever enough. I'm not gonna sneak this. I'm not gonna slide. I'm just gonna like, you know, hit skip. <laughs> Shouts out to Two Chains. That man knows how to make a CD. Two Chains. Titty Boy Two Chains. He, he changed his name from that to Two Chains. Anybody else who knows production, I love witty rappers. I love funny rappers. I love insane bars. I love things that make me think. I love, you know, making something sound good without look or utilizing like or ass. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, you know, baby, love you. Anyway. Um, oh, also, this goes out to anyone uh, looking to my podcast to understand the mind and the many, many mysteries of writing from another writer who is far from the norm. I am so far not normal. I pretty much probably came out of the womb not normal. And I, I did. It was probably, a, you know, anyway, we're not going to go back to 1980. Nobody, hmm, I can't say nobody wants to go back to the 1980s, but... <laughs> I'm glad I caught the tail end of that and grew up in the way that I did and just appreciated how I grew up uh, at the last part of this century. And then uh, to appreciate all of the cool things that my peers and uh, those older than me have allocated or have gotten. So basically, you listen to my podcast if you want to learn how to write or learn more about the writing process and no this is no master class no i have not gone to school for writing in any way shape or form i shy away from collegiates i articulate my words only in the bountiful fashion to mystify someone so that they understand that sometimes that's what tangents are for so that they explain things in another way that your brain may or may not have i mean meandered Anyway, <laughs> so this podcast, right, I've been, you know, inundating myself and chilling. I've been concentrating and with my attention because it's so easy to do the endless scroll. 
endless scroll. You you think yourself, well, oh, okay, well, I didn't know I wanted to see that. Oh, I didn't know I wanted to see that. Oh, what? I didn't know I wanted to see that. And it's all based off of this algorithm from you liking and subscribing to all the things. And so it brings you more of those things that you like and subscribe. And it's a never-ending scroll. It's like if you literally had one of those old scrolls from like whatever AD and then like just wheeled it out all the way into an alleyway and then the alleyway spills out to a street forever, half of the day, and keeps going on forever, that would be one of my scrolls just in an hour basis. <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, admitting this. Uh, sordidly, but I try not to do so in the fashion of not being cognizant of my surroundings. Like, it's easy to get sucked into this social media aspect and easy to get sucked into an app and easy to get sucked into the, the comment section without this point of procrastination. And it's a good topic to, to talk about with writers because there is... I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how many classes you've taken. I don't care how many pro paragraphs you've written. I don't care how many outlines you've made. Uh, I almost don't even care how many books you've published if you're not publishing right now. <laughs> like the demographic has changed where everyone is asking for a digital format and then quite possibly the physical format uh, in the change of time so that they could read it on their Kindle or they could read it on their pad. It's the reasoning why newspapers have gone digital in the first place more so than print. And that, that's only one of the aspects that I want to comment on. But just to talk about procrastination when it comes to, and I'll briefly touch on this, as a writer there is no set way to come up with what you're coming up with. That's why you're coming up with it. If you wanted to come up with what somebody else did, you can call up Coppola or you could call up any of these great producers and writers and ask them how they came up with it. Like David Lynch and be like, hey man, I want to go to this, you know, transcendental society. Man. Let, me, let me go to this writer's room. And then you'll learn the transcendental aspect of writing something. But off rip, like you want to write your own way and create your own processes. Nobody has you under the gun unless you sign contracts with and somebody has stated this, that they were interested in your work or they're interested in the story that you're bringing. Anything else short of that, you, you're pretty much not pressed under the gun. Your editor is supposed to be your friend, if not uh, somebody in your corner uh, and, and somebody working so that it maximizes what you're trying to say. And there's no level of looking or self-defacing yourself. It, that's one of the things as a writer you have to get away from is being guilty for being yourself. Now, this sounds like a Dr. Phil moment, but please hold on. Listen to what I'm saying for two seconds, right? The, the point of self-defacing is fine. You can do that all you like and you can do it for a whole lifetime. You can do that. that. It's fun to beat up on yourself. It takes away the sting from somebody else pointing your things out first. So it's kind of like, oh, well, I saw that. I saw that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that. I thought that. Okay, okay, okay. So those points 
are for you to change it or predict it <laughs> so that you have something else better when that person suggests that even if your work sounds like something else it inevitably is not because then that would be that thing it would be a complete copy of that but it's not and so if someone has you know an analogy to something don't be upset with that accept that and then move on you know further complicate the situation or further make something simple so that people make that distinction and then see that that distinction does not correlate to what you're saying and what message that you're bringing and it shows the individualistic part of the things that you put into it because you've put hours into this there's no procrastinating you can't just wait on that 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 separates you from those that say something and then those that do something when you are writing your process or you're actively putting the effort forward and I had to learn that. That's the reason why I'm talking about it in the first place. Like, it's one of those things as a black man and you go through society. <laughs> and, excuse me, not even American society, just, you know, off of my peers and this mentality of doing things. And that it's changing. The mold is changing. Socially, we are changing. And the dynamic of how we gain things is changing. So this thing that my grandfather or others from many other generations have accustomed to, uh, the dynamic of how that uh, happens has changed. It's you know influencers or internet influencers who make thousands of dollars and they'll work an hour a day. <laughs> if that, 50 minutes, not including prep time, like, <laughs> and cake, like, cake, outrageously. They put in, you know what I'm saying, the planning, they wrote down the script, they put the, the you know what I'm saying, like, it, it's, it's different where the, the, the level of uh, working hard has inevitably not shifted its same paradigms uh, into this next uh, era or whatever era we are in right now. Now it's more or less uh, working smarter and then putting that effort uh, and showing that effort into your work. And for me, I never really liked counting hours or correlating what it was that I was doing as this this thing or, or being underneath this gun. I like working at my own flow. I like figuring out my own flow and then masking that energy so that when somebody sees it, they, they look at the work and then afterwards they can see, oh, well, that's not just a thesaurus. He actually maybe knew that what that word meant. Like, <laughs> those are some of the things that I, I want to engage in the reader. But I, I want people to understand that, that when you're looking into your work, you, you make it the first priority or you make it a priority. You don't make it priority B. And, and people often, you know, there's misconstrued with that statement or you can't really definitively say that somebody else's life and, and somebody else's, they both can do the same thing. I get that. But, I mean, obviously things happen in life, but there's, you know, a few seconds throughout the day when you can do so much. Ten minutes. Ten 
minute can change your life. And I don't even know how I could like simplify that so much because there's 10 minutes out of the day, right? So you got 24 hours in the day and you got 18 hours in operation, not including the 12 that could be here and there to and fro or you uh, sleeping. We're not gonna say every adult sleeps for five hours or seven, but we'll dance in that ballpark range. All I wanna say is that it takes how long to brush your teeth? It takes how long to wait in line and do something, right? So all of these things require this point of actually this, this transition. Even if you're listening to this podcast now, you're not wasting time. You're gaining some insight. And for everyone to correlate that as a writer, your whole entire life kind of is not under the chart scale, but it kind of makes sense as to you being a writer or self-proclaimed or even self-published to do those things. A writer is not a normal uh, activity. <laughs> If one considers it an activity at all, you just don't randomly see a writer bust out his laptop in the middle of a bar and be like, oh, wait, 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 say that shit again. Wait, wait, wait. And then you, Tiffany, you say that again. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> like, you generally don't catch them. And no, I'm not sending shots fired at anybody who does make you know, mental references or anything like that. I just found that to be a funny scene. And no, you don't generally catch writers often uh, just perusing Starbucks and making it a hangout spot or where creative ideas are felt. Writers have the liberty of going wherever they choose to write their content. They have the option of going wherever. Libraries, they can go on the street, they can write on their phone, they can write on the bus, they can write on the plane. Like it, there, there is no level of constriction when it comes to this creative aspect. So by making writing your priority and by self-proclaiming yourself as a writer or just being and being commissioned to be a writer and if that is your job, like that should off top have a mental stigma in your mind not to be an enigma to others in your family, but there should be some sensibility that someone can correlate those ideas that you have about something with something else. And, and I always want to tell this and, and say this from a perspective because I'm crafting this story and I'm you know, meticulously going through what it, it, it takes to make a scene. And it's insane, like you, you must understand this, that you know, James Cameron sat down hours and hours and hours and hours with a, a very special team of people to basically craft a world not seen before. And, you know, all of the other greats in writing, there's so many of them, have this creative aspect of delving into this place that is bountiful, that is, is boundless. And, and there is no bottom floor, there is no top floor, there are no sides. It's just basically a place of this creative aspect that looks entirely different than what we see on a daily basis. And that's where the imagination begins and never ends. 
So that, that's just one of my messages for somebody who was thinking that they were wasting their time watching TV or if they were just like, you know, wasting their lives away uh, by reading certain things and by surrounding themselves with the things that they like. No, I mean, there's this point of consumption and being a consumer, but I dare say if I went to a Comic-Con or any con like for anime, if somebody gave them the option to make their own manga and if they wanted to write their own story, nine times out of 10, uh, every person that I asked would definitely give me their own version of their favorite story. And they got it like that. Like they already, it, they ran that idea through their mind already. <laughs> like it, there was no way, they were waiting for that question for somebody random to ask them. So that, that's never a point where I'm shying away from the creative things that people are doing. I'm already, they're already in the comment section telling me what they like and what they don't like. So never think of yourself as uh, that procrastinator. There's a point of somebody looking at what you do and thinking that it's procrastination. That's why they call them editors. And that's why they have wait times, right? <laughs> this is V, aka Vernon English. Hopefully, this uh, puts a smile on your face and lets someone know about the podcast. You can find me on Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Here It Colors to Kill Styles podcast. No, I'm not talking to myself. No. Okay, I'm done. Thank you so much, and peace, peace.